Welcome to the In Defense of Ska podcast. There's a lot of like, okay, well, you like Ska named three bands that aren't the boss tones. I'm your host, Aaron Carnes, music journalist and author of the book In Defense of Ska. And I'm your co-host, Adam Davis, veteran Ska musician from the bands Omnigon and Link 8. On our show, we aim to push back on the mainstream's negative perception of Ska music. There are so many great untold stories throughout the history of Ska. The show features interviews with everyone from the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones to Fishbone, Fall Out Boy singer Patrick Stump, and the police drummer Stuart Copeland. Join us on In Defense of Ska from the Consequence Podcast Network. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Journey through the stories that define the artists playing Bonnaroo. Who are they? What are they? What will you see? The what? Which bands? This year, that matter. Yay. With Brad Steiner and Barry Corder. A podcast for Bonnarooians by Bonnarooians. I'm Brad. That's Barry. It's Lord Taco. It's a very, very exciting day. A big day. I am so thrilled to announce... The big news of the week. Our long national nightmare. We can finally breathe again because Supermarket Sweep is coming back to television. Now, I know there are so many things that we need to get to when it comes to Supermarket Sweep coming back to television. But, Barry, when you hear the beep, it's time for Supermarket Sweep. Amazing. Amazing. This is what we've been missing I, I can I can exhale. <laughs> you can. You can finally come out of the shadows, my friend, because it's time to put some meat in a cart and uh, drag a giant parrot around the supermarket. I am thrilled that supermarket sits back on television. It's going to be so gross to see what people think is important <laughs> as we come out of this. <laughs> uh, no, this is what's important. This is what I've been looking forward to for God knows how long. Um, yeah. that's really the big news I have. You have anything? Not to, a paycheck. That's not, nope. that's not, no paycheck. Not Being able to pay rent. Eh, none of that. Who needs a paycheck when I get two for one diapers? <laughs> and I. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Fun that's stuff. All, that's all I got for this episode. What about you guys? Oh, no, I'm done. That's okay, good. good. All right. Yes. Rush, you got anything? Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Did something happen? No, I don't think so. I think yeah. I'm. No, I think I'm just, good. Eh, all right, good seeing you guys. Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> just wanted to check in. Good. Uh, I don't know about this. You, Barry, um, you look the same, but Russ, you you look like you are thinner. Why? Well, thank you. Has I Russ promise lost I don't. weight? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, uh, but uh, Russ, have you lost weight? Have you been working out? Have you been doing like a a yoga routine? Uh, I've done a cleanse, and uh, a cleanse. Yeah. What is that? What did you do? What does that mean? PBR cleanse. <laughs> what? 
A what cleanse? What are we talking about? If I was going to do a cleanse, that would be the cleanse. Well, you'd have to do a PBR cleanse. He doesn't drink anything else. What else yeah, does that cleanse? mean you did nothing but or no no PBR? That's what I was, that's what I was cleansing with was PBR. Uh -huh. Sure. <laughs> yeah. You bathed in it. You drank it. You shampooed in it. Oh, all right. Maybe that's why his skin looks so fresh and young. Who can argue? Look at him. I he looks beautiful. Great. <laughs> yeah, you're you're turning into one big blue ribbon. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. He, yeah. I, I saw him uh, last night, Brad. We went. Oh. Uh, we actually went out, and uh, Daniel uh, from the Rue bus. Oh and, yeah. When had some beers downtown in Chattanooga, he came up and hiked, and uh, I, you could have seen Russ's face when the waiter said, "No, we have PBR." <laughs> It's it's really it's become troublesome Mate. for Taco because he's just so worried every time he goes somewhere they're not going to have it. It's um, a big concern, but um, <laughs> I thought yeah, I was going to have to drink a high life. Uh, what, yeah, seriously, yeah. what were your decisions? It was either water or a cider, which I don't understand at all. He'll do uh, a cider. He'll do a cider if he's at sometimes. He yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, or nothing, or you were going to go without, and then he said, "No, we have PBR." Because of course he had his what his mask mask had the PBR logo <laughs> on it. Yeah, yeah, of course it does. Your Which mouth is how should the waiter, have a PBR logo on it. <laughs> Which is how the waiter knew. I think I'm not going to. You know, I you think, think that was his clue. Yeah. <laughs> but it changed. It changed the whole mood well, of the evening. Where did you kids go? Uh, we went to Proof. It's oh. a kind of new. Yes, it is. It's got a very nice little patio, right? That's right. It has now, a nice patio. But when you guys, when you, you showed up, Barry, um, how did you possibly know how to function since it was sort of dark out? It wasn't dark. It was still oh. gorgeous. It was still okay. early. It was only five. It was oh, only okay. five. Perfect. Yeah. So because... I took a nap. Yeah. <laughs> I took two, actually two naps. Uh, no, I took a nap. And let me just say, uh, and Russ can verify, those guys aren't playing. Uh, they, the door was locked. You had to knock to get in. Once you got in, they took your temperature. They wrote your uh, temperature down and a phone number. Uh -huh. uh, oh, yeah. Walked you to a table. Um, it was pretty serious stuff, they're, right? They're very, they're very strict. It's probably the, the best place I've been as far as um, responsibility with uh, doing all the stuff, temperature checks. I mean, look, masks. I just watched this from afar, and you know, there are just certain pockets of the country that just don't feel like they're taking this still seriously. And Tennessee is top yeah. of my list. No, uh, you're right. So much so that the White House has reached out and said, "Y'all probably need to start wearing masks." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, it's how bad we are. It's remarkable. You know, we have a friend who I won't name his name. I'll just it rhymes with Brian Stone, and. He is the biggest, you know, says he's the biggest anti-Trumper liberal on the planet. But yet this man cannot stop finding himself at fried chicken restaurants every weekend and then to a Vols game. You know, it's <laughs> no, 25,000 people. No, it was the Braves. He went, went to the Vols game yesterday. Did he too? Yeah, he's gone to a Braves game, a Vols game. I mean, why not both? At this point, Brian, you you are a walking super spreader. Um, <laughs> the state of Tennessee is is just not they're just not with it. Now, with that being said, I will say, and I've said this to to Taco and and to Barry and anybody that'll listen, if you're gonna do something, it feels like you better do it now. 
because, you know, that next wave is probably going to hit us sometime in, in the winter. And, you know, I tell the friends, like, if you're coming down, you better do it now, because yeah. if you wait till November, December, we're going to be right back into this. Well, I mean, here was here was the thing. And again, Russ can can, uh, you know, verify with me. Yesterday was gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Daniel came up to hike. I mean, you, you if you were going to. If you were going to define a beautiful day, it was yesterday. And yeah. and we went to the right place. Taco picked it. Great pick. Um, but the street, you know, and Brad, you know, it's ML King, as uh, Chris Rock says. Why is uh, 9th Street M- renamed ML King? It's always the worst street in every city <laughs> that they do. Uh, but now we, we've got several bars up and down that street, a couple breweries, and it was packed. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. when we first got there, but it was packed, and because it was so pretty out. Yeah, I mean, it's it's over in Louisiana. I mean, it, at this point, it's completely over. Um, we were walking around the neighborhood, and this has happened the last couple of weekends. But in our neighborhood, we're five blocks from the Bayou, and uh, at the Bayou, every Friday night is a ten-piece brass band that's playing right on the water, and there might be two hundred people out. Um, you know, it's 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 over for a lot of people there. They've said, screw it. Um, I'm yeah. not I'm not playing this game anymore. I've got to enjoy this while I got it. And um, yeah, I mean, this this weather is either going to uh, make us all feel normal for a little while or it's going to cause a big a big mess. I don't I don't really know. But, you know, for right now, I'm enjoying the hell out of it uh, yeah. before before all <laughs> before all hell breaks. So I mean, Orleans Parish. We only had 35 cases three days ago. Um, you know, you guys, on the other hand, are exploding. Uh, yeah. And especially in your county, it's, I mean, you guys are, are lapping us by five, six times. Um, and, you know, we should be the epicenter of it. But no, it turns out it's, no, it's Hamilton it's hit, County, Tennessee. It's hit the rural counties. Uh, it's hit the state. I mean, the state, we've, what, we're second highest numbers of the of the whole uh, event mm-hmm. um i think so it, yeah it's because and with, of the and with all that being said you know to bonnaroo for a second you know i i read on um on some of the social medias that you know some of the furloughed guys at ac entertainment are officially cut um there's absolutely and if you haven't figured this out by now uh everything's shut down until summer i thought the biggest piece of news happened in since the last time we were you know, doing a show was that Bonnaroo went ahead and changed the dates as if we 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 predicted it with Jeff Quayar at our last episode. When I asked him, Are you guys thinking about making this, you know, a, a, a for real thing in the future, moving it to September? And he was very coy and we should have seen right through that answer. And then literally two days later, they announced the date change. Yeah, I love I love watching him react to some of your questions and our questions, and uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a professional non-answer. Yeah, answer. No kidding. <laughs> no kidding. And we we really should have seen right through it. If if we didn't yeah. like him so much, we would have probably pressed. Him I even think harder. He's, he's terrific. You know, then um, he he's got his job to do, and I don't blame him. And I I don't know. I mean, you know, we should probably. We should probably lay claim to the fact that they announced it two days after you ask. Uh, you know, maybe we forced their hand because no, I highly, I highly doubt it. I'm, but I mean, you can't prove it's not true. Well, okay. <laughs> you're right. You're right, Don. You're right. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but, but it, it's 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 just a great point because 
it tell if you if you can't tell from them moving the date to September how this is all going to go for the next you know eight months. I don't know if you're really paying much attention because you look. We said it six months ago. The whole first quarter of the year 2021 is done. Um, second quarter, you might as well you know knock that out too. Uh, third quarter is when it seems like something might start to happen. So a year from now, we're going to finally be back into it. That is what they're hoping. And um, you know, hopefully, hopefully. yeah, you've, you've got Coachella moved moved their dates. Bonnaroo's already moved their date. You know. Maybe September, we, the vaccine comes and somebody feels confident enough in it. And, you know, we're back into this time next year when it's pretty again. But by the way, next September, going to be 200 degrees. You know, it's going to be as hot as it's ever been. So good luck, pal. Good so luck. The two or three pieces of news that I wanted to get to. That's one. And, and, and I'm just sort of laying it out. We'll come back to it. But uh, Manchester Mayor Lonnie Norman died. We want to mention that that's happened since we've we've been on the air. We'll stop you. I'll stop you right there. Uh, in all of the time, have you did you ever interviewed him? Have you ever talked to him? Yeah, and you you asked me that before, and I'm I'm I don't know that you met him, uh, but he was definitely at the walkthrough. Probably all of them that we've done. Huh? I guess he's I, always I don't, there. I don't remember. I and if no. you remember, he's the guy that read the gave the key to the city to Brandy Carlisle. Yeah, I do remember that. I just don't remember that being him. But that was him. Okay. Um, so I mean, it's it's significant, but to us because of the relationship between the festival. Um, but back to them moving to September. Well, I I want to stay right there for a second. Okay. When? But who takes over? I guess the lieutenant mayor. Who takes over in a situation like that? Uh, the I think so the vice mayor, who is I think in charge now, and that's all I know. I don't know if they're gonna. Hold another election, or I don't do we know, know any? Do we know anything about this vice mayor? Is she or he, you know, uh, a Bonnaroo fan? Uh, do they are they are they a friend of the festival or not? I mean, let's be honest. You're an idiot if you're not. I mean, Manchester is a bump. <laughs> the amount of money that that festival pours in and the relationship that they had, and and obviously, I, I say that cynically, but. It's been a good relationship. It's been both ways. There's, there are some people, and I've run into several over the years, who uh, was at a party. I guess I had a Bonnaroo T-shirt on, and a guy came up and started talking because his family owns the property right there at the entrance. Not the one we use, but the main entrance. And uh, uh, his grandfather hates it, but his dad loves it. <laughs> They've made a lot of money on it. So Doing what? Uh, everything from parking to just selling water, selling, selling water. Beers, yeah. yeah. All I kinds of things. The property value just, you know, so does it shock you at all that grandpa hates it? No. Yeah. Me neither. <laughs> no, that's probably why he moved there. Right. He moved out there for the <laughs> quiet away the from these kids. Yeah. And then once a year it becomes, uh, you know, Woodstock or so, um, I would, I'll be honest with you. I would love to talk to grandpa. If we could yeah. find grandpa, because, you know, I we don't talk to many haters about this. Uh, I'd love to know, like, how the local community feels about some of these some of these things and some of these people. And, you know, there's there's got to be a push and pull love hate relationship with it. it's almost like having an Airbnb next door to you. Well, you know, I, it's, I really like that they're there. But, boy, it's really a pain in the ass that they keep coming and going and coming and going. One of my favorite quotes 
from a doing this for so many years, uh, Steve Graves was the sheriff for many years. Uh, he lost the election probably three years ago, but he was great. He answered the phone every time I called, uh, you know, gave me what I wanted. He was, he was really good to work with. And, but I asked him one day, I said, though, by the way, this festival brings a lot of money to your city and your County. What do you think of it? And he said, well, it's against every single thing we train for, but you know, I have to do my job. <laughs> yeah. Money talks, uh, man. Money yeah, talks. I mean, you know, he wasn't saying we're looking the other way. I don't think they looked the other way. It was just, um, it's funny. They, we were they talking don't, they last don't interject. Night, they don't interject until they have to. I mean, we were talking last night with, uh, around the table. It's just, the rule is don't be an asshole. Yeah. That's the Bonnaroo rule, right? Man, wait a second. Let me write that don't down be because I uh, I don't know if I adhere to that. Uh, I was very shocked. Often. I was shocked to hear that rule. Don't be a dumbass. You know, <laughs> don't make them deal with you. That's the basic rule. Yeah. Um. So, anyway, and I I think. Uh, hi, Hillary. Oh, Hillary, <laughs> right through the show. Okay. <laughs> I mean, hey. hello. <laughs> what do you think we're doing here? I think she's over it. Yeah, no shit. I think she's over it. She's got the she's got the COVID attitude. I'm over it. I guess. I guess. Uh, but anyway, Lonnie was uh, terrific, and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of people involved knew him and appreciated what he did. And obviously, uh, Manchester has benefited. He was a third term. I didn't realize that. Interesting. Um, I remember meeting, I did meet the previous mayor whose name I don't know, but, but, uh, anyway, Lonnie died from COVID-19. Yeah. Uh, that's too, it's really things. sad. Do we have any, yep. uh, information about him or, or, you know, his family or, uh, services, et cetera? No, I mean, it's, we can look it up. It was, um, it, I was glad to see, I I think is the right word. Those surprised is probably a better word at the amount of, um, tributes that poured in Yeah, from all I mean, over the country. I mean, we've, we've made light of it, but it's a very, very sad situation. And, and you know, the, the human toll is, is not too far when you want to reach, you know, you can find somebody pretty close to you that, that is either had it or has, has died because of it. And it's really, really sad, uh, because, you know, it does. It does feel like, for all intents and purposes, you know, Manchester may be a blip or a bump on the radar uh, of, of towns in Tennessee. But you know, to be to to be a mayor of a town like that for three terms, you know, he's gotta he's gotta have he's gotta have something that people really like about him. And he, and he was the first African American mayor. Oh, really? Of Manchester. I mean, if people don't understand, Manchester is in middle. I'm mid, trying to think. It, it might be think dead of, center. I'm Tennessee. trying to think of another African American mayor in Tennessee ever. Uh, curiously, nearby Winchester. Really? Uh, actually, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's the first time. It's like Barry's done an article about this already. <laughs> you think I like... might have studied on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not just pulling this out of Google here. <laughs> by the way, uh, there was a statement released, and I'll put it up on the screen okay. if you're watching on YouTube. Um, the service is today. So. Um, they're asking that in, in lieu of flowers, donations may be made to the St. Jude's Children's Hospital and the Bonnaroo Works Fund. Oh, that's very nice. That's very, yeah. very kind. 
Um, what was the other piece of news that uh, BC wanted to get? Just want to today? go back to the uh, the September thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've had several occasions to do interviews with people running events, big and small, from the Signal, which is owned by Marathon out of Nashville. Same, they own Marathon and um, Exit In. Uh, no, that's that oh, was Chris. He used oh, to own right. it and he sold it. Um, okay. but there's a there's one in um, St. Louis. Um, but anyway, one of my questions, and it was just a random question, was does this fact that Bonnaroo has moved to September impact you at all? Did 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 that come up in your board meetings, whatever? And Who are you asking this of? Uh, the local Signal, venue? the Tivoli, okay. Marathon. These are local venues in and around the city. Uh, regional. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the answer was sort of yes and no. Um, Why do you think that that's that they're they're laying a groundwork and and people are going to follow them or is Bonnaroo following local venues? That's what I wanted to know. Yeah. Uh, I, that's what I wanted to know, and it was it's it's an unfair question because I was asking them to sort of put themselves in somebody else's place, and that's the way they reacted. Um, and I want to make sure that's clear. So I mean, their answers are not meant to be definitive i was just asking because i find it curious you know what i mean does that announcement rock your world basically is what i was asking and they were like no because they're a huge uh event um and and i think this was the third point i wanted to make because daniel sort of made it last night russ if you remember and um you and i have talked about it brad but not to this fine a point is the overseas acts you know, books a lot of international acts. And so while we have focused on the regional and national and when will they start coming across country, I haven't really honestly thought about, you know, coming overseas. They don't and want to. They don't want to. They're not no, going to. No. They so do not want to come here. That's the point. Would you? It pushes everything. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. It yeah. pushes everything. I'll be honest with you. It depends on what happens on November 3rd. Um, uh, yeah, that's going to be a lot. You know, supposedly everything is fixed on November 4th. We'll that's see. what I'm... I got it. Fingers crossed. Hope. <laughs> we can only hope. Uh, but, okay, so so I understand the angle that you're making, but unfortunately, you're in a city, and some cities are like this, too, where, you know, like we said before, they're acting like this doesn't exist anymore. So um, you've got venues in your city, Barry, booking shows. Yeah, I know. I know. Trust me. Trust me. I have I have this conversation all the time. And I have to be honest with you, as a reporter, I'm not sure where to fall on this. Um, right. Man, that's such a great point, Barry, because you have you have two masters to serve here. Exactly. Got, there's there's an information part here that you you feel like you need to get out. But there's also a public health part of this that you've got to you know maintain some 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 wherewithal if you're pushing people to go do a public into a, in a public space and and go to a show are you being irresponsible as That's a journalist exactly the 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 question mm-hmm. um it's what, not what did, my what, job to tell you what to do or what not do your bosses do. say uh do your job which is provide information which yeah. is what i've done Now, with all of the stories that I try to write, I always include, you know, Tennessee pledge guidelines, mass, all that will be, um, will be, or are mandated because they are, the county has mandated them, but it's, it, 
you know, it, and I've gotten a few people who've made comments. Why are you basically pimping these events to get people out? And I'm like, that's my job. My mm-hmm. job is to tell you what's happening. You decide whether you're going or not. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you're very... not really in a place where you could editorialize somebody else's event. No. Unless it's afterwards. To. Now, have you gone to any of these shows and then written about them afterwards? As, afterwards. As, yeah. Uh, no, but I've reached out to people who have, and I've tried to include that in. Do you feel safe and those sorts of things. Now, but these events also happen after 5 o'clock. Difficult for Barry to get to. Yeah, I'm not going. <laughs> I got to get out of bed to go. I'm not going. I got to get off the Brad couch. with the jokes. I have to take two naps to get to somewhere at five. So. I've been making fun of him all weekend. Next, he's going to be doing <laughs> pothole jokes and uh, airline food jokes. <laughs> Make fun of the old guy jokes. Um, but I do think that it would probably, not to give you any sort of advice, but I do think it would probably be very beneficial uh, to go to some of these events and then come back and, and you know, Editorialize a bit and see and and say what you've seen and say what you um, think could be done better. No? Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. And, but it's an interesting thing because when I use the words safe or um, you know just whatever, those are editorial words. You know, the event is doing it safely, social distancing. Well what does safe mean? Does it mean it felt safe or does it mean nobody that we know of or great numbers showed up at the hospital a week later? You know mm-hmm. what, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a huge difference. What Last it, night felt safe because of the measures they were taking. And you're outside probably. Are you guys outside? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, we were, were outside. outside. They took our phone number in case, you know, they, they do have a case. Like yeah, they took your temperature and your uh, phone number so they can contact you later on to do contact tracing. Yep. Yeah. And they do. I mean, they've, they've been taking this very seriously from the start. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's the question kind of, I mean, I mean, I'll just be honest with you. So what I, what all I can do is contact the people in charge and quote them saying, we're doing this safely. Yeah. Yeah, it's still not for me to show up and say, yeah, I think you're not. I understand. Uh, I understand. Uh, now, uh, when, when you actually see these shows happening, what are usually the, the caps on them? What, what's the size of the event? The largest was probably last night. I guess we had here come the mummies at AT&T field, which is our minor league baseball field. They were going to limit it to 1500. The Tivoli is wow. open, started showing movies, uh, 200, which is 12%, which is a random number, but I can explain why if you really care. I don't, uh, yeah, I didn't think you did. <laughs> um, and then the signal, which typically holds 1300 was limited to about 250. Uh, so fifteen hundred was the was the okay. So the first and, first and foremost, fifteen hundred is a lot of people in that ballpark. Even though it's outside, were they in the infield or were they all just in the in the all over? They okay. had some seating on the infield, some okay. in the grandstands, and some up in the suites. If you bought the suites, did they sell out? No. Yeah, it was here come the moment. No, yeah, How could Georgia? Yeah, and well, and you had Georgia, Alabama. Uh, all right, so. And then, so the two fifty. Okay, have you talked to the people at the venue who have sold two hundred and fifty tickets to a twelve hundred uh, seat space, person space, and did they make any money whatsoever, or do they just break even? 
they make enough money so that the band makes some money, the people waiting, the wait staff makes some money, the venue hopes to break even. Oof. Oof. And nobody's making any money. Yeah, nobody's so nobody's making any money. So in these look, type in, of we're we're a live music town in New Orleans, and you know we live and breathe it. And you know we're in phase three, but we, there's three phases of phase three. We're in phase two of phase three, and um, indoor music just now started, but they have specifically said no horns. Now I don't know about you, but I don't know how in New Orleans you can survive live music with no horns. And they also said something too: no singing. Um, yeah. so basically they just want interpretive guitar. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, our, our County school system, uh, went to no, no more choir, no more vocal yeah. groups there. It's all guitar and it's mostly vir virtual because songbirds, which we've talked about many, many times, the former guitar museum, the songbirds foundation had already figured out a way to teach guitar online. They've been doing videos. Yeah. So, but your, well, your, your point is singing. Yeah. And, and, that was the other thing we talked about last night at our, our gathering was a lot of bands don't want to go on the road because the singer who only that's his only gift in life doesn't want to get sick. <laughs> well, he you probably also I mean? has good hair and uh, well, has worked out a little while. I mean, it was fun. That was part of the joke was, you know, that but that is his talent is singing. Mm -hmm. And for him to get sick and now there's reports of it, whether it gets into your lungs or. Well, there's yeah, this heart, is a respiratory whatever. disease. Yeah, so it's there's, an absolute There's this really disaster. great story that happened over this weekend, or over this week, I don't know if you saw it, but Switzerland the is, is they're, they're really upset right, right now because they've shut down across the country, they've shut down yodeling. <laughs> because there is a yodeling uh, festival in which, like, 900 people got infected. It might, actually, the number might be 95. I used to remember there was a nine, and it was a lot. So they shut down yodeling in the entire country of Switzerland. So, you know, if they can shut down, you know, singing and horns in, in the – like, what? what is the point? I don't have a harpsichord. I can just, like, roll out into the thing. and blah, blah, blah. I can't do that. So, Isn't that funny? You and I, Brad, we've always – you and I have talked about, you know, somebody had to make that. Mm -hmm. We're fascinated by this idea that something somebody had to make that. Mm -hmm. So, in our country, it's all these high school kids who, you know, maybe aren't going to get their college scholarship. Somebody in Switzerland has led their whole life yeah. looking forward to this 2020 yodeling championship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it just got yanked from hey. under them. Hey, don't you judge me for my extracurricular I'm not, activities. I'm not discounting it. I mean, I'm making light, but I'm not. It's important to them. Well, so we'll get, we'll get into phase 3.3, three, and I think that's when we get indoor music. But again, um, it's not like we have so we have big venues here. Uh, but, you know, what's going to happen is going to be the Tipitinas of the city and the Maple Leaf bars of the city that, you know, have already a cap of 250. You know, I, I think that, you know, what, what, Tipitina's did a opened, they did this, they opened the doors and they played, had a DJ play outside the door for like the street. And if you don't think that we all just like hung out in the street and like interrupted traffic, you're damn, you're, we, we did, you know, um, at this, at this point, you know, survival is going to be on Venmo for a lot of the artists around here. Uh, you guys don't necessarily, in a lot of places in the country, don't necessarily have that 
that infrastructure that just supports live music and is willing to go on a street corner and spend $20 on a Venmo. Yeah. Let me, I understand what you're saying. And let me clarify. We are having Tennessee Chattanooga. We are probably having more event, more events than some. It certainly appears, but let me make sure to explain. Just like I said, the Tivoli is having movies with 200 people. It's a 1,700-seat facility. The Signal is having 250 people. It's a 1,300-wide-open room. The Mummies thing last night was outdoors at a baseball facility. The concerts that they had were outdoors. So, Well, I understand where you're going. It's responsible. It's, it's exactly. It's to we be have we, we have gorgeous weather. We have a lot of outdoor. The things we did last night were outdoors. It's guess, it's not as reckless. Uh, I, I mean, get that. But but what I think we the said point... earlier about the the rural, the numbers going up. That's the sort of irresponsible stuff. The uh, this stuff that I'm talking about, we can argue it, but there are a lot more safety measures than one might think. Sure, and it's not it's not the the responsibility aspect it, to me it's where it's all going and um if it actually is going to mean anything when we actually get there so if we if we spend you know the next few weeks with these sort of half measured things and then we all have to you know quarantine again um i get i i i i <laughs> So when this first happened, I was confused. And then for a couple of months, I thought, I, this all, we all just need to shut down. Why is not, why don't people understand that? And I was sort of a proponent of that. And then I was talking to a lot of people who said, we've got to do something. We have to do something. I just can't watch my business die. True. This includes people at Songbirds and some other people, bars, restaurants. So I sort of swayed back their way. Now... I mean, I have to be honest with you. I'm totally confused. I, like I wake I up totally in the morning I know. and I see the numbers, I see the reports, and then I get these phone calls from people saying, hey, we're having an event. Look, and I'm man, like, are you seeing the same thing I'm seeing? What am I missing? Look, you there's, know? there's just there's just a last night we went to a new friend's house. They were having an outdoor party at their house across town. And there were probably 35 people at the house, but it was a it was a house party that was you know had 500 shucked oysters, a shrimp boil, and uh, you know it, at the same time somebody could look and say this is not very responsible, but at the other time like but I really want to go over to that house and eat some oysters. <laughs> that's what I that's that's where I am now. It, it, to me, it it's like a you're going to laugh because you love these analogies, but it's like a diet. It's like, I've been really good for five days. Yeah, I know. I deserve a piece of cheesecake. I know I'm that cheesecake cheesecake. might kill you, but that cheesecake is going to kill you. Yeah. You don't know, but that's what it seems like. You know, it's it this the, way, if there's a possibility, if there was a one in 1000 chance of that cheesecake killing you, would you still eat it? That, and that's the thing that going back to Lonnie Norman, the mayor you know, he was 79. There are some people who will say he was 79 and African-American. COVID didn't kill him, you know, like whatever. No, the COVID made it, brought it along quicker. And that's the part people don't want to. 
they don't want to hear. And, and I don't think, and this is the good news, maybe if it's the right word, we're starting to actually now hear from people who have had it, who are saying, you don't want this thing. You know, for know, six man. months, I, people I are like, people, it's just I, the flu. It's I don't a cold. Know. I heard one person in particular nothing. say it actually made them feel better. Yeah. And I was uh, and 20 years younger. And yeah. like they were Superman and wanted to rip their shirt off with the yeah, Superman. That didn't help logo. anything. Yeah. yeah. Ask anybody who's actually had it. And, uh, and, and well, the whole, you know, the long term with the lung and the heart. Uh, that, that, you know, if you're 18, yeah, well, 19, 20, you're invin invincible. Yeah. Uh, you're not thinking about what that's going to do to you in 20 years. Well, what, how about this? If, if not for, okay, if it's not going to be a live show, um, then it's going to be a virtual show. Uh, spending the weekend with the Bonnaroo virtual show that you did, Barry, what'd you think? I actually enjoyed it. I enjoyed what I watched. Yeah. Um, I loved, loved, loved seeing the Beastie Boys. Yeah. yeah. The uh, Goose. We're we're hoping to have them on here pretty soon. The, I, the, the what? Goose. Oh, you remember watching Goose? those guys? We all saw yeah, Goose. So, yeah, I watched that, and I had no idea who they were, and they were not on the Bonnaroo lineup, and I didn't know they were actually booking people on this virtual fest that weren't on the Bonnaroo lineup. I, I turned it on, and I had to go through the lineup trying to figure out who in the hell this was. I had no idea who Goose was, but my God, there were some really good shows in there that you liked a lot, huh? That was great. And the James Brown thing, I think I reached out to both of you and both and said, my God, turn this thing on that mm -hmm. 2003, right? Second year that show, um, man, that's, that was watching a professional. It was a lot like the McCartney show yeah. where you could just tell, I'm going to show you guys how this is supposed to be done because it was tight from beginning to end. Was it? it was amazing. Yeah. Um, my wife actually, I don't think it started till nine. She had gone to bed and I was hooping and hollering and she got up and said, what are you, what's, what are you doing? I said, <laughs> can, she, by the way, can we stop for a second? Hooping can, and I hollering. See, can I see what it looks like? It sounds like if Barry's hooping and hollering, Why do you, I, can we I, get I, a hoop? I think that describes it perfectly. What, I, was what about a, a holler? I was a I was a hooping holler. Taco wants a hoop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know those you know those moments where you sort of come in and like, you. I, I envision Taco. I envision Barry looking like Arsenio Hall. Uh, <laughs> yeah, punks. that there it yeah. is. There the it giant is. finger. Let me ask you: Were you uh, were you rebel rousing as well? <laughs> rabble is it rabble, rabble or ra it's rabble rousing? Rabble rousing. Rabble. Uh, you, you, no. Yeah, rabble rousing. That's actually my uh, one of my online names. Um, I mean, I just don't. I really just don't see you in the middle of the living room slam dancing uh, to uh, James. We Brown didn't get to there. We didn't get to there. We were hooping and hollering. There's a difference between hooping and hollering and slam dancing, Brad. <laughs> Come on, do I have to explain that? Yes, you do. Yes, that's what I'm asking you to do. <laughs> I need you to show me a little bit of a hoop and a tiny bit of a holler. I it's think you scale. got it with it's the like Arsenio. The... It's so like that's the threat level. Yeah, you can hoop and holler from the couch. Slam dancing, you got to be standing. You got to so poke. Me, let up. me get this straight. <laughs> this this arm motion and then the big waving finger, the big Bernie Sanders finger, that woke your wife up? Yes. Wow. You've yes. got a very powerful fist if that's and the you case. Know, you know that moment where you come in and you sort of look and then you look and then you kind of half sit on the couch like you're going to get it back up, but you never leave? That's what she did. Uh -huh. 
She ended up watching the whole show. It was terrific. So, oh, man, I'm I'm now dying for a hoop and holler moment. I mean, I've been to Bonnaroo with you for what a decade and a half. I've never seen you hoop nor holler. I'm trying to think. You you probably haven't. <laughs> you probably haven't. <laughs> but yeah, you're willing to hoop and holler at the house, but not in public. Okay, I that's see a good question. Happening. Does one ever hoop but not holler? You just do the hollering? I think so. Yeah, I, I do question. that on a regular basis. I do a lot of hollering. That would that's that's like a really disappointing. You you almost got there, but you weren't quite committed. Yeah, yeah. In sort <laughs> I of hooked, pregnant. But I couldn't quite I, I wasn't couldn't get to the holler. Ready to holler. To the holler yeah. <laughs> I that's how I define my sex life. Yeah, right. Yeah. Could get yeah. the hoop, couldn't get the holler. What was it? Well a little bit of hoop, the holler. holler. Never got never got to holler. <laughs> <laughs> man uh the dancing if you it, you dancing you hooping and hollering i'm gonna bet looks a lot like robot trump dancing have you seen the trump dance that he did last night it was just no, a lot I'm, like elaine bennis like I'm a broken of, robot it was, i'm more i'm a, i'm more into doing the bernie thing which you is may, what you seen the doing the bernie from, I, let uh, me see it i'm ready to see it let's, let's show know, it off barry head back <laughs> What's the uh, weekend at Bernie's? Have you not seen that? I think oh, that, oh, that Sanders. Bernie. Yeah, I remember the Bernie. You've seen the Bernie. Bernie. Sanders dance. Yeah. It's you hilarious. Put the sunglasses on. That's Just it. throw your head back. Yeah, That's okay. me. I got gotcha. you. Kind of like a Ray Charles. Okay. But it's uh, the Bernie doing the Bernie. Okay. That's me. It works. It works anywhere. <laughs> yeah. I. I uh, the only the biggest <laughs> dance move I've ever seen Barry do was it's a little bit of this, and I'll I'll do it for the people watching at home. Uh, it's it's the head bob, right? Yeah. Gets yep. the head bob, and then he'll do a face squint, add it to the head bob. Mm, you know, something yep. that's really good. Mm. Yep. And yep. then and then he'll start sliding with the head bob, and the face squint, and then I don't know you you'll hear. Oh shit! <laughs> that's my jam. That's, 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 <laughs> If it's really going, I might go side to side. (laughs) (laughs) I can side to side, sure. Little Stevie Wonder. Yeah, Yeah. that's it. uh, So you you like the Goose, you like the Beastie Boys, you like the the, uh, James Brown, anything else of note? Briston. How about this? Before you, oh yeah, Briston Maroney, our kid, the the guy that we're trying to get on the show, uh, which we're going to have him on here soon just to talk about how that all came about, but how about the production levels getting in and out of, of shows? Was it, was it, what were they doing in between the sets? Uh, I'll be honest. It was okay. It was okay. I I wasn't enamored and we coincidentally, we at the paper did our own sort of kind of production that same night. And I gotta be honest, I was proud of what we did. Uh, we did a, a virtual, just like they did. A lot of pre-recorded stuff. Any hooping and hollering? Uh, we never. Got, yeah, we did actually, because we had wow. Roger Allen Wade wow. on. And uh, nice. listeners out there will know Roger. Um, he's he's local, but uh, he's Johnny Knoxville's cousin. So if you've ever heard uh, "Loving You" is like frying bacon naked, and if you're gonna be dumb, you better be tough. And uh, <laughs> uh, Roger's awesome. <laughs> So there was some hooping and hollering okay. with uh, Roger. But okay. but to your question, um, it was good. It was okay. okay. Uh, some of the some of the bits that they did were a little long. Some of them seemed out of place that sort of killed the moment. 
I uh, I got a shout out during one of the bits. Yeah, of the yeah. yeah. Should sure. either of you get a shout out? Only as the what podcast? You know, <laughs> not by name. I had I had no idea. I I I, I just assumed that they talked about us a lot. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to go with that uh, because I yeah, know who was it? Ru- it was it Russ. It was it was uh, Lindsay the, from uh, Lindsay, Root Fitness yeah. that hosted the uh, the first Bonnaroo Speakeasy back in June. He. You know, because they asked Bonnaroo asked people to submit a video of you know, give us your Bonnaroo experience stories, and he talked about how he threw on the the speakeasy roo, and and he was like, and I invited guests, you know, like Lord Taco from the What Podcast. He made it sound like I was the the headlining <laughs> guest. You you probably were. <laughs> Big type, big yeah. type comes along with Lord Taco's name. Uh, who would have thought? Who's down at the bottom of the poster for the speakeasy? If uh, you were the top type, if I was at the top. top yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, crickets, it was good. In the, crickets in the river down at yeah. the bottom. It was uh, good. I have to. I have to admit, I was surprised how much time I spent watching it. It wasn't a lot, you know, because of it was. Oh, but over three days, and uh, they didn't start till four thirty in the afternoon central time so 5 30 so but are, but are you now that you've seen it are you a fan of the virtual shows no okay okay no, no really, i had specific, doesn't really replace anything no i had specific reasons for watching the shows that i watched uh the beasties i was there and i've i've said many times on this <laughs> he show he just did it i knew it was gonna come at some point you just did it barry what my favorite barryism on this show is Whenever he's talking about Bonnaroo and he's talking about going all in on Bonnaroo, his first line is always, "You're there. You I didn't say don't it. have to camp." It's no, all I didn't say that. There, and you just started this, the live stream while I was watching the live stream. I, I was there. I uh, <laughs> every time. Uh, okay, every time. Uh, uh, two fan. different things. I think. No, oh. my point is. I watched that one, but I wasn't into it because I wasn't that big a fan. And it was later that I realized I missed a heck of a show because I wasn't paying full attention. So, so to be able to see it again was great. And the the James Brown one, you know, there that was before social media. So that one really hasn't been seen. But would you pay for it? No, 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 no. And I, I get the point of your question. No. You no, wouldn't. So even if it was a show that you wanted to see with an artist that you want to see, you wouldn't pay ten bucks. Probably not. Wow. Okay. Probably not. Well, I say it because Glass Animals just did a, a live stream. You know, and, and look, a lot of them live streams. Billie Eilish is about to do one. Um, you know, Machine Gun Kelly has done one, and you know they're all charging about ten bucks. And some are. I mean, I don't know what the level of success is here. I really don't. Let me, uh, let but me, I'd love to know how much money it cost them to put this whole yeah, thing on let me re- versus restate. what they, they got back for it. As a fan, I would not. But given the situation that we're in and understanding that these guys need to make money, I might actually for that reason, not because I want to see it as a fan. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I would do it out of some sense of obligation because they're they're trying to make a living. So I I had the I had a very weird chat with Machine Gun Kelly the other day, and Machine Gun Kelly, if you don't know him, I mean he's not a Bonnaroo artist, and I, I highly doubt he'd ever be on the farm. But uh, he's got the number one album in the country, he's got the number one single in the country, and he um 
and you know he's gone to war with Eminem. Eminem called him out on an album, and sort of his claim to fame is he's dating like Megan Fox right now. So, but he's a really troubled dude, and he has got a lot of depression, and you know he's gone from rapper now to like pop rocker. And so he's got this album out, and we're talking, and I know he's got a lot of depression. I know he's got a lot of like you know mental issues, and then compound it all with you know the his dad dying a couple of months ago during COVID, and now he's got an album release. He's, <clears throat> and I said, you know, I know you probably got to be on the on top of the world, and he of course brushed that off. He's not on top of the world. And then I said, well, okay, maybe you're not on top of the world, but at least you're being able to do shows again, right? And he just erupted at me. Because it was like they, a piece of management was forcing him to do these live shows. Mm. He hated it. He doesn't want to do it. It's not real to him. Um, and it sounds like something's, somebody's just having to do because they're being told they have to do it and not something they really want to do. And if that's the case, I don't know how much, how much investment I'm putting into that. Interesting. Yeah, you, I mean... <laughs> Watching the the virtual reality, um, you could tell some of them were thrilled to be able to perform. Mm-hmm. Um, some were doing it probably for that reason that you just mentioned. Um, that's an interesting point. And I wonder how much they got paid. Like Paul, when when Saint, Saint Paul did an actual live. That was show. a great one too, by the way. Oh, was it? Okay. Oh my. You think did you think you... that you think they got fifteen hundred bucks? Like, I, like, I really want to know how much they probably paid for this. I don't know if St. Paul and the Broken Bones did it for free. I forgot about that one. That one was incredible. Except, bless his heart, that cape thing. I'm not sure. It's, uh, Is he still doing the cape thing? <laughs> he's, and he's losing some hair. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> so you had the combination of... Uh-huh. But, oh my God, he sang his ass off. Yeah. Um, we got to get him back on the show at some point, too. He was, yeah, one of my favorites. Um, That's a great, uh, it's all just break even stuff, Brad. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. all I'm hearing. Nobody, nobody that I know other than like home improvement places are making a lot of, there are people making a lot of money. Home, anybody, if you've got anything to do with home improvement, you're making a lot of money right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But musicians, artists, maybe a few artists have figured out a way. They're just doing it uh, for sanity's sake and uh, mm-hmm. and to stay relevant and to keep their name out there. The other well, thing that the other thing that I've noticed, and uh, I know that this sounds negative, and I don't want it to be, but boy, uh, I you've got a lot of artists putting out new music, and it and it's sometimes quarantine inspired new music. Boy, I haven't heard much that's very good. Uh, and if you have something that you've found that's new, please turn me on to it because I mean, I'm in this every day and I, and I, you know, play new music on my radio station every day and boy, oh boy, do I find a lot of it to be garbage. Um, even the stuff that we're not playing, like, I hate to say it. I love local natives so much, but boy, this EP is just not very good. Um, I love James Blake. Oh my God. Do I love James Blake? He put out an EP. It's just okay. Um, yeah. And I don't know or if it's them. And I'm willing to, to be convinced on this because I can't imagine that I'm right just yet. But um, if it, it could very well be me and me just not wanting to, to give much, a lot of room for error. 
and it, the data proves it. If you go back, and I don't know if we've talked about this on on the show, but if you go back and 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 see what people are downloading, consuming, um, listening to, it's all familiar. Yeah, me. people's people's appetite for new products is almost nil. Uh, you you and biggest... I talked about this in relationship to a story I did on radio is doing very well. It's that comfort food. Classic rock and we're AC radio to, is doing really really well. Yeah. Yep. We're, we want we want comfort. We want what we grew up with. We want what feels good. We want that blanket that we sleep with every night, you know, the pillow or whatever. And that makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, look at the last few records I've bought from Rusted Wax. I mean, it's all old stuff that I've, you know, it's not yeah. new stuff that I'm checking out. It's I want to go back and get the old yeah. stuff. And I and I just I can't. The familiar. I hate I hate that I'm I'm saying that the local natives project's not good and I'm not that big of a fan of James Blake's new stuff, but it just it nothing's hitting me like I want it to hit me. And I don't know if it's me and the situation that we're all in or if you know, maybe they're not even but I don't know. I don't wanna I don't want to blame them, but for right now where I am, it just is not it's not hitting me. Nothing's well, getting me. I mean, I would put it maybe in relationship to this podcast. I mean, we we've talked about this same thing now for six months. We don't have anything particularly new to add. I, I mean, I think you and I, because I mean, of who we talk always, to, there's always my hair. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, seriously, would you, I wouldn't know what to put on a record right now. I mean, <laughs> the entire world is going through this. So who is going to be that person that thinks I have a really unique? Oh yeah, perspective. right now is the is the song. Yeah, this is it. And you know, the new yeah, King nobody's Princess, thought of this perspective. The new uh, King Princess song is terrible. Um, and you know, and I I feel for our, our friends in Repeat Repeat. They they've got new music, and I've heard it's good. It's good. I, but but how does it affect and how does it land in a in a world right now? Um, and please, if you've got something new that is that is making you feel something, please send it my way because I'm dying to find it, anything it, that's interesting. It's not a knock on anybody recording right now. Um, it's just how is it going to land, as you said, with the masses when there's so many things going on that are yeah. in some ways we're all in it together. We're all related, but each each person is dealing with it uniquely. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just, I can't imagine literally being a songwriter and saying, I like this thing that's going to hit with everybody mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, what would that be? Well, speaking of which, you know, who's writing something and has something on the precipice of being released. And I, that's all I can say about it right now is our friend Lizzo. Is um, she? Yeah. And, you know, again, it's going to be an experiment to see if a, you know, banger can be released and affect people like, oh, I don't know, the ocean spray guy on TikTok does. You know, um, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. That's the point. That's my point. Yeah. There's does not, she come out, oh, everything's great, we're all in it together, or does it come out? I, I, do we have an appetite for just a big over-the-top banger like you know Lizzo's? I, I don't know. We'll see. I I can't imagine this all. It better hit at the right time, the right moment. Um, but that's exactly Lizzo. You better get us hooping and hollering. I if I don't hoop and holler, God <laughs> and, holler. and holler and holler and yeah. holler. <laughs> there's no holler. 
Is there anything else we missed to, to get get through today? Any other news, Taco, you can remember? You know, I, I was just wondering, you know, since they announced the dates are back in September now, what does that do to the whole timeline? Does that shift, you know, because normally they would drop the lineup in January. Are we still getting that in January or is that delayed now? What's the, you know, what's the timeline for our I if if it's me honestly and Brad may have a, di- a differing opinion, I think they just landed on those dates because they needed to pick dates. I don't think they know any more than anybody else because as we've said at the beginning of the show, we're back. We're in what phase three of phase two. Yeah. Um. So I just think they just picked a date to get it on there to shoot for, and whether that is firm. And I don't mean this, you know, I'm not throwing shade their way at all. I just think if I was in a boardroom, what are we going to do? Let's pick a date. Let's put it out there, get it on the calendar, because everybody's going to be shooting for fall. Okay, Mm -hmm. so it's an interesting question. When I posed um, a similar question, insert person here, uh, they said that when when I said, well, originally they told us, I was told that 90% of the lineup will be carrying over. And I said, is that going to be is that going to be the 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 same case for a September date? And uh the answer was explicitly I have no idea. Um so the the to me the 90% you might as well just throw that out the window. Um, and you can I my, my bet is you can go through the lineup and find the ones that you can count on. Um, you can probably even add a couple of things that you can count on, like a My Morning Jacket, who's a friend of the festival, and you know, throw in a throw in a Jack Johnson type here and there, and you're going to be able to, to put something together uh, and and make it work. But you know, a lot of those a lot of those deals, a year and a half later, are they still going to be wanting um, Lizzo? Yeah, who knows? I think that's a great example. We don't know how that album. You made the point last time we talked, you know, she had the zeitgeist. She was it. Now we're talking two years later. Do I want to hear that again? Is it the same audience? Did it, I mean, does the 18 year old that might buy the ticket even know who she is or care at that point? Um, and how is this record going to do? So, you know, not to, not to jump on your thought, but that's a great point. I mean, that's the whole thing is who knows what's going to be hot yeah and it's not just it's not just hot it's it's who's going to be willing and and able to be touring come september you know um we've we've got a show in new orleans booked for next no next november um and i know who the band is i know who they are i know where they're putting it but you know again next november i know and and you know (laughs) how do you how do you make the rest of dates work this far out when you uh, there's this much uncertainty um so you know taco to your question when is the line if 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 it was me no it better yet my bet is that you're not going to get a lineup until summer you're not getting yeah, a lineup until sense. late spring because not one person's going to know how anything's going to route how anything's going to to track i don't know how you're going to put together a tour that's going to supplement a um a festival date. Uh, there's no possible way to know in, until you know we get in through through Christmas, through an election, th- 
through another wave of all of this, and then the first of spring, if, if things start to look like we have uh, something under control, I don't know how you I don't know how you put this together. I don't know how you put it together. Yeah, and that that uncertainty trickles down to us because we usually try to plan you know a January to June season of a podcast from lineup release to festival. That mm-hmm. throws us out of whack because we don't know what's coming when, and you yeah. know. Well, yeah, we well, should probably address that a little bit. And, and uh, to that to that point, I'm glad you brought that up. I we need to thank all the folks that are sticking with us because no I kidding, mean, yeah. Who in no, the we, world? We never thought, you know, we would do as many shows as we've done. Yeah, we've done two seasons worth of shows in one in one year, with no festival. <laughs> with no yeah, festival. with no festival. <laughs> That's my point. With no festival, so obviously there is interest and thank you guys. I mean, I can't thank you guys enough for, uh, for the yeah, interest no and yeah, I've had I've... a few people reach out. When's the next show? And exactly. it's not that we, you know, w- we don't want to do them. It's just, man, the next festival is not till September. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. but what we want to do is, is get more guests. Uh, some of the acts that, that we saw it at reality that we loved and some of the ones that, I mean, I think we just open it up and uh, just talk to who we want to. And But if you guys have uh, ideas, send us send us an email or whatever. And uh, uh, Brad does a great job of coming up with the ideas, and I'm sure we'll keep doing that. But uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, it's the Patreons that have basically kept the show going, really, because it, that's who really is, you know, supporting us, not just financially, but just, um, you know, their interest in the show has is, is kept us from not just letting it die. Yeah, it no, it, it, it's yeah. uh, Russ. You and I went and had beers with Daniel mm-hmm. yesterday. I mean, that's that's a Bonnaroo connection. So it's it's there, and we get it. And so we'll no, keep I mean, doing to, it. To Taco's point, I mean, do you know how many times I've said, "Oh, I just want to shut it down." Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, you guys right. keep forcing me to because there's obviously you know enough people that are you know screaming for you know more to talk more about Bonnaroo, which is yeah. I mean. It's let's bizarre. be honest. Let's be honest with each other. It's insane. Yeah. It is insane. <laughs> and and to that, I think we want to. I think what we want to do is do it so that it's fun. We don't want to keep coming on here and saying life sucks and this pandemic's killing the music festival. I I don't want to be that guy. So so we'll keep do, figuring it out. And thank you guys for listening. And yeah, we're gonna keep doing it. Yeah, which is why we're back here today. I mean, this is October, whatever. You know, 18, there's no reason 19. to have done it yeah. <laughs> now other than people are asking and we wanted to do it. So, yeah, um, it, it really does mean a lot. And if there's one other thing that we probably need to say just in general, um, and I hate to do this because I, I really don't ever like being the cliche, uh, you know, dude that says all the stuff that you're you know supposed to say. But please, God almighty, go vote. Yes. Um, and do it. You know what? Actually, just do it now and get it over with. So you don't have to worry about this anymore. You don't have to talk about it anymore. You can turn the TV off from now until you know probably December fifth. Um, <laughs> just just go do it now, please, yeah. God. Please uh, God. Early voting is going on right now in Tennessee and Georgia. Yeah. Oh man, the lines in in New Orleans around the Smoothie King Center. It's it's unbelievable the amount of early vote that had twenty as of today twenty six million people have early voted. Uh, and and by the time we get to the debate on Thursday, we're going to be at 35. And that's amazing. insane to me. Um, all right, is there anything else we need to get to before we go? Well, we should probably, since we mentioned the Patreons, we should probably thank them. Barry Quarter, it's all you, my my friend. Oh, you're killing me. I don't have it in front of me. 
<laughs> Taco is about to say. I know what he's about to say. He's going to say, it's like we do this every Ooh, week. Barry. I know. He sent it to me. <laughs> I don't have it in front of me. Uh, every time. It happens every time. Do you have it, Russ? You want I to can do pull it up. Uh, sure. Will you read them? Okay. We haven't had Russ read them yet. I've read them a couple times. Let's do it. Let's do it. Do it. Do it. We have 41. Okay. Let me pull up their names. And thank you, guys. We said that before, but thank you. Yeah, um... Brad, you mentioned too, like if you, if anyone knows of, you know, new music that's out that, you know, you would like or we would like, send it our way. Just tweet it at us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What about we should mention uh, probably this week, Russ? We need to, we're we're trying to set up a site where you guys can buy some of the merch that we put together. Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, good. We're not Patreons. We got koozies Um, and stickers and t shirts and a lot of merch. And uh, yeah, once we can get the, uh, storefront set up and oh good you know the payment processing then you know you'll be able to look at that buy some merch directly from us without having to be a uh sign up for patreon coolest kid on your block with a never not great t-shirt yeah which obviously barry decided to shun today instead of that he decided to wear a bonnaroo staff shirt thanks barry i have like five shirts (laughs) 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 me and brian stone (laughs) <laughs> I've literally not worn. I've never worn less clothes than in the last eight months. I've just been wearing the same things over and over and over. How many times have you had long pants on? Um, I'm wearing them right now. I never wear them. <laughs> <laughs> I had to put some on last night because it was cold out. Yeah, it's gotten cold. Yeah. All right, go ahead, Russ. We're all right. We're ready? Starting to bore me. <laughs> DJ Bryce Brin- Benson, Brinson, Kyle Boyle, Riley Benson, Madison. Hudziko, DK, Benjamin Wells, Tori, Daniel and Sharla Horton, Daniel we saw last night, Jacob Marty, Musical Antlers, Mary T, Andrew T. McBride, Justin Nigro, Sean McCain, David Henson, David Solano, Brooke Tussie, Lauren Edholm, Nick Eatman, Melanie and Jesse Feldman, from Rust and Wax. I think they just moved into a new facility. Oh, I yeah, that. I did see that. That yeah. looks great. Tyrone Basket, Catherine Riccio, Timothy Proctor, Aaron Carlson, Evan Brown, Ross McNamara, William Richards, Meredith Rittman, Parker Reed, William Wilhoyt, Sean McCarthy, Ryan Mathewson, uh, Liesl Condor, David Grimes, Linda Doles, Ella, Chelsea Davis, Dan Sweeney, Phil Hanley, Chloe Hannon and Jason Hazelbaker. There you go. Thank you guys so much. We really do appreciate it. If you want to be a Patreon, you still can. Uh, the webpodcast.com. We have them open. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, we keep talking about how we're going to redo all of the uh, the, the, the the layers and the, the tiers, but we haven't done that either. We haven't done that yet. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, one more time, if you hear the beep, Supermarket Sweep. We'll talk to you next time on the What Podcast. <laughs> Love you, bye. Journey through the stories that define the artists playing Bonnaroo. Who are they? What are they? What will you see? The what? Which bands? This year? That matter. With Brad Steiner and Barry Corner.